As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heagle falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Down Garcia and unfortunately not a great outing by the Angels this series. Getting swept by Tampa Bay with so many promising outings by our starting pitchers, which as Angel fans, there's not a whole lot of those. So, uh, yeah, so let's get kind of break down of the series a little bit. And obviously we have huge news with the release of Albert Pujols and uh, people's feelings about that was was all over the place. Some of them loved the move. Some people uh, didn't like the move, thought it was disrespectful, but we will get all into that in a second. So obviously the series with Tampa Bay, Angels had a very, very good chance to win three out of four for this series. Obviously the first game against Quintana, you kind of felt that game was lost right away. You kind of move on from that. But the starting pitching after that outing was solid. I, I looked at the numbers. You had Cobb, Otani, and Haney. Haney tonight. The, they went for a combined 16 and two-thirds innings, giving up seven hits, two runs unearned, so zero earned runs, 12 strikeouts or 12 walks, which is still pretty high, and also 25 strikeouts. So at the same time, you know, you look at it, the starting pitching did their job. The starting pitching helped out. The starting pitching definitely uh, worked its way through, uh, definitely worked its way uh, the way you wanted it to. But the bullpen, on the other hand, was an absolute disaster this week, and it all kind of culminated, came together this last game against Tampa Bay. Um you're talking about, again, this series alone. We're just talking about this series against Tampa Bay. You have 15 and two-thirds innings, 21 hits, 18 earned runs. Again, this is over four games and uh, 15 so innings. Uh, very, very not going to get this done. Um, 18 earned runs, like I mentioned, only striking out nine, giving up three home runs. So for as well as this starting rotation did later in the series, the bullpen on the back end just could not hold a lead. You're talking about Alex Meyer, uh, or not Alex Meyer. Uh, Mike Myers came in today, blew that save. Uh, but yeah, just an absolute train wreck this last series with the Angels. Absolute train wreck um, bullpen with the Angels. And to add kind of um, salt in the wound, if you will, um, you know, Alex Rodriguez, not Rodriguez, Chris Rodriguez goes down with elbow or shoulder inflammation. So at least it is the shoulder and not the elbow uh, on the IL. Um, Stassi on the IL. Upton's still not sure when he's going to return. Not on the IL, but has not been cleared to bat yet. So hopefully soon since, again, he's not on the injured list. But this series went from the potential of being a real kind of, 
mood setter, if you will. Again, Tampa Bay is good. I'm not going to take anything away from Tampa Bay, but the Angels had them right where they wanted in three of the four games. Like I mentioned, Otani did great. Cobb did great. Haney did absolutely awesome. Haney's today six and two-thirds, zero runs, four hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. When you look at Andrew Haney as a possible, you know, number two guy, number three guy behind Bundy and Otani, this is exactly the outing that you need from him. And the fact that the Angels kind of blew this, blew this outing because of that, or the bullpen did, is really frustrating, I think, as fans and as um, a lot of, you know, fans think, you know, they should have been able to win at least one, if not two of this series and split because of the outings they got from not only Otani, but also Andrew Haney today. So as I look at the numbers, the bullpen has just been kind of a wreck. And it just seems like I asked this question earlier on Twitter. Um, who do you trust to have this bullpen right now that Alex, uh, Chris Rodriguez is out? There's not a whole lot of guys you can convince me where they put into a situation where they're going to be lights out and they're going to move on to the next inning. Um, Iglesias has been very, very up and down. There's been times of brilliance where he's shown where he's um, absolutely killed the pitch, uh, killed the teams that he's pitched against and just showed how he's a reliever. And then there's some other times where it's just, you know, an up and down roller coaster. So it's very frustrating with this rotate, uh, this bullpen, especially now that the rotation seems to be going more and more and more. Um, Again, behind them. So that's frustrating. Um, you know, uh, on here, we're also on Instagram live at Halo underscore Haven. One of the worst play series I've seen from the Angels in a while. Um, but please let's stop with the uh, wasting trials, etc. No one said the Sox wasted Ted Williams. Anyone starting? Yeah, exactly. I am one of those guys, too, that when people say Trout is, is being wasted or Trout's prime is being wasted, you know, I think like it like that like the uh the lost and found museum said no one says the red sox wasted ted williams career no one says the 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 padres west wasted tony gwynn's career or that the mariners wasted ken griffey's career you know it's unfortunate yes you want the best player in baseball to win a world series or even get to the world series for that matter but the fact that the matter that if he doesn't doesn't show anything against you know him definitely but it also just shows that it's really really hard to build a team really hard to build uh, uh, a, a quality high performance baseball team and and i think back of when trout came up 20 uh 20 years old 19 20 years old there is no way the angels knew what they had when trout came up i don't think it's possible and for that it kind of throws off whatever timeline they had set up beforehand when you get this this generational talent it's it's really hard to just kind of scrap your overall idea of what you wanted to do they went all in really quickly and you saw that in the 2000 what was it 2018 yeah no uh 16 the the, the year they won the division you saw they went all in in that and then just because i i truly believe playoffs are very random the best team doesn't always win it it doesn't it doesn't show a seven game series does not quantify the same as a 162 game season. If you're 162 games better than everyone in the league, which the angels were that year and they lose in the first round, that doesn't mean the angels were bad. It just means the angels weren't as good as the Royals for seven games of the year. And I'm sure if you go back and look at, you know, the Dodgers right now, no one's saying that the Dodgers right now are, you know, the a middle of the road team because of the, the losing streaks teams go on bad streaks now for dodgers for the angels 
they're going to face each other this week, this weekend, Mother's Day weekend. So hopefully the Angels were able to take advantage of a struggling team. And I'm sure the Dodger fans are probably thinking the same way. Let's take advantage of a struggling Angels team. But the, the conversation about Trout being wasted, I, I am totally agreement. That is kind of BS. And that's just kind of an easy argument that a lot of people like to make without any facts behind it. So kind of going back to uh, Tampa Bay, I was thinking swept by Tampa Bay. You were really hoping that after the strong outing by Andrew Heaney, you were going to be able to get a win and, and salvage at least one win out of this four-game set and not get swept. But it didn't happen, and the Angels ended up getting swept by the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And again, nothing taken away, nothing away from Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a really good team, a team that's going to be competing all season long for the top of the East Um and they played really well as far as on base, running, um, getting hits in key situations, which I think for Angel fans, that is something that's been very frustrating, too, is that they have not been able, the Angels have not been able to get key hits in key situations where you play a team like like Tampa Bay that will. And we kind of mentioned that before in past podcasts where this whole late comeback stuff is great. You know, it's fun. It's exciting, but it, it's not sustainable. You need to get constant production through all the innings and not hoping for one big inning. And I think it's finally catching up with the Angels. And the fact that this lineup isn't nowhere near healthy. You have Anthony Rendon going to IL this series, I believe. I think it was this series. Yeah, IL. Um, Upton's out. Um, you know, your outfield is still kind of in flux right now. You have Taylor Ward out there now. Got called up. Uh, but this team's lineup is, is definitely not going to be the offensive juggernaut that we thought it was going to be at the beginning of this year because of the injuries. Um, doesn't mean it can't come around when they eventually get healthy, but it's definitely going to be a little bit. So, um, definitely not great. And another part of the big news today, um, obviously, was Albert Pujols. Um being DFA'd, something that a lot of people thought was going to happen more recently than it actually did. So I'm going to talk about that real quick. And I went to Instagram and, and posted, uh, see if you guys had questions on there. Um, here's one question. Thoughts on Albert going back to St. Louis to possibly retire? I don't think he's going to go to St. Louis. A, I don't see a spot from, there's no DH in the NL, so I'm not sure if an NL team will be quick to sign Albert to play first base if they're competing. And for him to go to, you know, St. Louis would be cool. But then again, um, Goldschmidt's the first baseman right now. Uh, there's no way you put Albert over Goldschmidt to play in first base at St. Louis. So I don't think that happens. Um, Artie Moreno continues to make poor choices in who he signs. This offseason pitching should have been a priority. We need pitching. Pitching is a priority, but when you say it needs, they need to sign a certain player. Those players need to be out there first. Those pitching play, those pitchers that people want to sign, a lot of them aren't out there. You know, you're talking about like one guy this this off season, starting pitching wise, Trevor Bauer, that was a difference maker. That would have been a difference maker for any team he signed for. All the other guys, they had to be like put in the right situation, surrounded by the right guys, I believe. And you're even looking at. Uh, James Paxton, a lot of people wanted him. He's out for the rest of the year. So that would have been on the Angels' shoulders if that happened. So it's easy. It's super easy to come out here and say they need to sign the right players. It is a whole nother thing to go out there and try to find those players. Just because you want them to sign players or sign pitchers or whatever doesn't mean that they're out there to be signed. And I think that was the main issue with this offseason. And now next offseason, too, these great pitchers are 
are being less and less hitting free agency. A lot of these teams are re-signing their top pitchers. Like, obviously, you're going to have Noah Syndergaard, but no one knows how he's going to pitch this year. He still hasn't pitched at all this year because he's recovering for Tommy John. If he does come back this year from Tommy John, it's going to be like July, August. And from what you see there, do you trust it? If he's really bad, do you trust that and, and go a separate direction? If he's really good, do you trust that? Because it's going to be such a small sample size coming off an injury. That's something that's going to be really interesting to see this offseason. But for people to say, you know, Angels need to do this, Angels need to do that, you're right. And every time they ask Perry about priorities, he says pitching. But just, to, just because it's a priority doesn't mean it's there for you to make that signing. Just because it's there to make that trade. The Blake's, uh, uh, yeah, the Blake Snell tr- uh, trade uh, with the Rays. We saw the kid that they traded for for Snell, uh, Patino, yesterday on on th- Wednesday. That kid looked good. That kid looked really good coming out of the bullpen. They're stretching him out to be a starter. Outside of Chris Rodriguez, I don't know if there's anyone else in our le- in our uh, farm system that would have equaled that guy. So if you're going to say no go on Chris Rodriguez, there's no one else to compare for. So when you look at trade possibilities, you also got to take into account this farm system is still has a lot of guys that are high risk, high reward. Now, with the with actually the minor league teams starting up now, this week being the opening week for all the minor league teams, this is a good chance to look at those minor league guys, those Jordan Adams, those uh uh, Jeremiah Jackson, those kind of guys, see how they do. If they're producing well, then yeah, that only helps their value in trades. But you have to see it first. And uh, Jordan Adams had a great game last last night, I believe, with a two-run home run. Left the game today with an injury. Said it's kind of minor. We'll wait and see while he's with uh, high A uh, twin or uh, the Dust Devils. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the new systems. But that's a good thing about minor league baseball being back is that you can look at some of these prospects and as they're playing, if they're playing well, if they're getting better, they become more valuable in trade prospects and you can get these top line pitchers through trade because the free agent market is such a crapshoot when it comes to pitching that I do not trust it at all. Uh, this question, who backs up Walsh at first base now? Obviously with the pool holes being gone, um, I think they can use Rojas. You've seen Rojas play first base a couple times here and there when they needed him to kind of uh due to injury or due to just um albert was like pitch ran for or something like that and he was the one that came in and played first so obviously jared walsh is going to be the first baseman uh full time now with i think they could use rojas as a backup you know he can play in a spot duty one day here or there or if something happens he can do that now um you even got taylor ward who had played a little bit of first base in his past so uh you have a couple guys that are able to play that first base position as a backup to Jared Walsh, but definitely Jared Walsh is going to be the, the full-time first baseman now that Albert has been DFA'd. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see another question with Walsh, uh, with Walsh back at first place. Who does this change? Does this change Adele slash Mark Marsh call up timelines? Well, Adele is in triple a triple a started today, RBI double today. So that is a good, um, star for Adele, but I think it doesn't necessarily change it too much unless, again, injuries start coming more and more into play. You saw that with John Jay being uh, called up today to be like that fourth outfielder. Um, Marsh has yet to report to Salt Lake. He is in extended spring training, not to worry. It is not injury-related. I know when the rosters came out, some of the questions were where was Jared Wall or not Jared Wall, where was Brandon Marsh 
on any of these rosters. And if you look at any of the rosters right now, he's not on any of them because he is in extended spring training, had a family issue to deal with over that second spring training. So he missed a little bit of time. So now he's just kind of playing catch up, non-injury related. I can guarantee that. But Walsh will, or not Walsh, Marsh will definitely be up in Salt Lake, hopefully soon, hopefully mid-May and being able to um, help out this team. But I think too, I still think you're looking at Adele first being called up and then Marsh maybe at the end of the year, if not definitely in 2022, but I don't think Walsh moving back to first base affects their timeline at all. So um, that's going to be interesting to see, but I just don't think that's going to happen. You work hard and you play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteak.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it super easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash-frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse-quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City Strip, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even a complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your home this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. Again, that's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. Sports, culture, takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy Award winner Jason Compression and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, conversations, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now going to be on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has your betting action covered. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as the teams prepare to make their push for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, like it is mine, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, guess what? BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates, and this is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. Uh, what big player will, will the Angels go after releasing Albert? So there's a lot of questions about Albert, or a lot of, I don't know if it's questions or just misunderstandings. Albert did get DFA'd. Now he's going through waivers. If someone picks him up through waivers, that includes the contract that the Angels gave him, the 33 or 32 million, whatever it is. Well, the likelihood of someone doing that is like slim and none. So he's gonna clear waivers. At that point, he's an unrestricted free agent. After that, if someone does sign him, they only need to offer him the minimum of 
the minimum contract for MLB. And then if he takes that, they take that minimum amount, whatever that is, out of that $33 million that the Angels owe, but the Angels will still owe the rest of it. So just because the Angels release Albert does not mean that he is off the books. They still owe him uh, the majority of that $33 million or whatever it is. Again, if someone signs him to a minor league or uh, uh, the major league minimum, then uh, you'll take the difference out. But again, that's going to be very minimal compared to the amount that the Angels uh, still owe him with obviously everything being guaranteed in baseball. Albert is still going to get his money unless he retires and he files his retirement papers and all that stuff. Then that's going to be a whole different issue. But as of right now, um, the Angels still owe him every single uh, every single penny of his of his uh, of his contract. So don't see that changing anytime soon. But Albert's money is still technically on the books until the end of this year, where that money will be um, off the books, and hopefully the Angels will be able to turn that into. I'm hoping for a shortstop or one of those frontline shortstops, maybe some rotation help, maybe some bullpen help, but. The common theme for the past year, not with the Angels, but just baseball in general, is they don't pay a lot for rotation, or not rotation, pay a lot for bullpen arms, and it kind of, that kind of seems like the theme right now, so we'll see how that goes. Um, how will the Angels fix this rotation? I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. This rotation hasn't been terrible. Um, you're looking at the last three starts um, by the Angels during this Tampa Bay series. Um you know, Cobb goes five innings. Otani goes five innings. Um, both Otani and Haney give up zero runs at all. You got Cobb giving up two runs, but zero of them earned. So this rotation, if it keeps performing, it's going to be fine. Yeah, you might have questions with Quintana on the back end of that, but that can be solved by get Patrick Sandoval a couple starts out in Salt Lake. And now again, now that Salt Lake and all that speeding up, this is going to help the Angels get these guys out there more. Uh, Sandoval, Brea. All these guys are now going to finally be able to pitch actual meaningful games since for the first time since 2019, and that will definitely help the Angels bring up some of these guys. So Haney, Otani, Cobb, and you kind of already know what you have with Bundy. Griffin Canning is still hit or miss. Katana is obviously the back end of that line. Uh, rotation is the biggest question mark. But if Sandoval has like two, three good outings in Salt Lake, I would not be surprised if you see Sandoval at some point in the Angels rotation by next month maybe by what's next month June, maybe by July, especially if Katana cannot turn it around. But Katana is definitely the one on the hot seat out of everybody. Um, Cobb seemed to turn it around this week. Otani's getting better. Heaney's getting better. And Otani seems to be healthy too, which helps out a lot. No blister slash hot spot um, concern with him after this last start. Um, let's see what this next question is. Again, we're on Instagram live at Halo underscore Haven. Do you think Joe Madden is the is on the hot seat due to questionable decisions. If you go back to when Johnny and I did the podcast right after Joe Madden got hired and a lot of people were super excited and rightfully so, it's a name. It's a name that people recognize, a name that goes back to the glory days of the Angels. A lot of people were excited about that. Me, on the other hand, I was kind of skeptical because of the fact that it, the game has changed a lot. The managers are now kind of middle managing they're more responsible for like relationships and, and making sure that when a guy moves into a new spot in the lineup, in the rotation, that he's able to mend that fence and make sure that 
they're all cool with it. And you heard that a lot about the Tampa Bay and what their manager does is that you have guys that have been career starters now being openers, but yet because of the way the manager handles that situation, he's cool with it and they perform. Um, but Joe Madden, you know, I think he can be, I think he, you know, if this season turns out the way it's going right now, I'm not saying that they can't turn it around and make a, a run later, but if this season ends sub 500, I think it's very fair to say he's on the hot seat. I think it's very fair. Um, I think it's very fair to see um, some conversations about uh, Joe. Um, <clears throat> not only because, you know, it seems like Perry's kind of getting more and more of the uh, hammer, if you will, with the with the Pujols decision. You could tell that was Perry's decision. Uh, already loved um, Albert, but it just seemed like Perry was there to make that final decision. And it could be the very same thing with Joe. Perry came in after Joe. Joe is not Perry's manager. Now, does that mean he's going to be gone in the middle of the season? I seriously doubt that. I seriously doubt they get rid of Joe at any point during the middle of the season, even if it gets really bad, unless Joe decides to leave. But if the season, again, goes below 500, I could definitely see you know, serious talks about Joe being on the hot seat, definitely going into that next year. You know, Joe's a, you know, a good guy and a, and a great, you know, a face for an organization. I just don't know that the current game now is what Joe's best at. And the, some decisions he makes in the bullpen has been following him from um, Chicago to here, talking to some Chicago Cubs fans and people that do like podcasts and stuff like this when Joe was hired. That was his main issue was bullpen um, uh, management and it's great when you have the guys that make up for it but the Angels aren't that Cubs team that have great players all across the board that can make up for it um, those bullpen decisions are going to be magnified magnified because of the struggles of this team and because this team isn't as good as that um, Cubs team was back when they won the World Series so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Joe I honestly don't think they're going to make a it's going to make a huge difference with this team whether or not Joe stays or Joe goes I don't think he is a guy that is going to win you you know I don't think he's going to manage five games that would have been a loss but because Joe did this this and this it's going to be a winning game I don't think he's that type of a manager I don't know if there's a lot of managers out there right now that can do that um again we kind of talked about that too uh can Joe Madden learn how to manage the pin uh, I'm guessing if he he has an idea of how he wants to run a pin, if that's the idea he how he wants to run a bullpen now, um, I think he's kind of far in the game to, um, I think that's kind of far in his psyche now that I don't think he's going to change. Who's going to play right field if Walsh is at first? Obviously, you saw a lot of it today with Taylor Ward um, out there in right. Once a Joe, uh, once, uh, Upton comes back. You can see Lagaris move back to right when Upton goes to left. So again, there's there's plenty of options out in the outfield right now. Again, you saw Taylor Ward do a, a good enough job last year. I think that can give him some time there and be fine. Now you're hoping the bat could come around now that he's not been able to play any games at Salt Lake. Um, I don't think it's Joe's fault. The players just need to perform to their potential. You know, you're right. But I think some of it too, you can go back to you know, Mike Myers' performance tonight before tonight's blow up. The last time he blew up was when Joe decided to put him in after he pitched um, 
like 31 pitches the day the night before a day game for like almost two innings that would be on joe that i think um i think that kind of decision is when and where to use him is on joe and i think um using junior gara who's been struggling in a high pressure situation last night um probably wasn't the best decision for joe to make and right and in a, in a perfect world every player would be performing the best at all times but it's up to the manager to know when a guy's on and when a guy's off and it just seems like joe has constantly gone to a guy that's been struggling or just been overused at times or quick hook with some guys um otani on on wednesday i kind of thought was a little bit of a quick trigger uh, i w- would want him to see kind of get out of a jam he started the sixth inning he walked a couple guys but he's been proven with that splitter so down the strike zone the r- people to roll over and get strikeouts or even or um double plays or even get a strikeout i would like to see him do that uh thoughts on our catchers and this has been a huge uh deal with the Angels. it seems like so far especially with uh kurt suzuki uh, back there, it does not seem like he can throw out a guy for a second base to save his life or even really make it close. I was excited when when Kirk got signed. I was like, oh, cool, Fullerton guy, great backup. But you're, now you're really seeing that he is a backup. And now with Stasi, so, you know, again, he's on the seven-day concussion protocol, so it's not a full 10-day. But with Stasi having trouble, at least at the beginning of the year, staying healthy, uh, Kurt is not a, a, a full-time starter. He sh- was never brought in to be a full-time starter. And he should never be a full-time starter. And it just shows that when he's out there, he's having a hard time framing pitches. He's having a hard time throwing guys out. Um, but I don't know what you do after that. Uh, Jack Kruger came up um, today, and I believe he made his appearance late in the game. But he's a guy that's super raw and kind of struggled to develop after having kind of a a promising early minor league career so we'll see how that plays out but obviously Stasi is the guy and Stasi has done well when he's in there you just hope this injury issue is a fluke obviously his hip was something serious that happened last season we'll be able to get that taken care of obviously this kind of concussion thing running into you know going after a ball and kind of hitting his head a little bit that's kind of fluky same way with Anthony Rendon foul balling and uh uh the ball right off his knee is kind of fluky. So hopefully these aren't a sign of things to happen, but kind of a um, bad luck. But yeah, our catching positions uh, situation is really uh, not great right now. You need definitely more, um, uh, you know, you also need more production out of there defensively. And the Angels have always been a defensive first team, which all the errors, especially, uh, uh, Jose Iglesias have been very disappointing. You see Jose Iglesias, top of the team with errors. Last time I checked, he had like uh, seven or eight. And it's just from a guy who was like almost showing off in spring training, making great play after great play after great play, to now when the balls hit to him, I get kind of nervous. You know, there's some plays that are, are tough and, and, you know, you understand when it, the ball gets away from him or whatever. But there's also some very routine plays that just have not been able to not been able for him to make and that's been kind of um that's been very kind of frustrating uh with with that shortstop position because you thought you were getting a definitely a gold glove type of guy um with Iglesias and it hasn't shown up yet at least not in the season in the in the spring training definitely but not in the regular season uh is this a sign of more players uh players letting getting let go I don't see a lot of guys just because after the end of this year 
the only guys you're really committed to is, is Upton. And if they're going to let go of Upton, I think it's going to be next year. Um, but, I mean, obviously with bullpen guys, if they don't perform, you can see those guys go in and out really quick. So I think if there's any other players that are going to be let go, I think it's going to be someone out of the bullpen more than anything just because – or Quintana for that matter if he's not performing. So um, as far as like big-name players, I don't think any big-name – you know, I think a lot of people are, are hoping for Upton, but I don't think that's going to happen at all. Um, if the season keeps going, how is it going? How How is it going well? How – let me see. If the season keeps going how it is, will we see Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele get called up? I think Joe Adele you'll definitely see called up at some point this year. Brandon, I'm not too sure. Uh, like I said, if Brandon gets brought up, it's probably gonna be towards the end of the end of the year. You know, uh, September maybe. And now with the new September call up rules, I don't think they converted back before. You used to get 30 guys on that September call up or, or something like that, something crazy. And now they're only expanding it to. Um, like a couple of guys. And so you're probably going to use those for arms, bullpen arm starters, that sort. So I definitely see Joe at some point getting brought up this year. My guess, if he kills it in AAA, uh, I can definitely see him mid-June. If he's just kind of average, okay, in AAA, but he's able to perform defen- uh, defensively and offensively is kind of, you know, what you expect, nothing too crazy, um, I would probably say August. But... Injuries are going to be a big factor in this. If injuries keep on piling up for the Angels, you can probably see Joe up a lot sooner, and I think that would hurt Joe's development um, a lot if that happens. Um, and I think that's what happened with last year. Was Joe got called up too soon. He wasn't able to mature because the major league, you know, when you get called up into the majors, you should already kind of be, you know, 80, 75, 80% to where you're going to be. You know, and then hopefully you develop, especially as a young guy, the rest of the way. I think Joe is still like at sixty percent of his what he's of his potential. And you know, hopefully this year in minor leagues he can kind of grow with that and be a better player and be a better um, be a better minor leaguer that can come up to uh, play with the Angels at some point this year. You know, obviously the series didn't go the way everyone was hoping for, but as we stand right now. Um, the Dodgers are playing the Angels are playing the Dodgers starting tomorrow. You have Urias versus Canning, which, you know, obviously Canning is very up and down. We'll have to see how that goes. But the one thing with the Dodgers is that it's shown that their bullpen is very uh, prone to give up leads. You saw that with Chicago. I mean, they got swept by Chicago. If you're gonna say get swept by Chicago or get swept by Tampa Bay, I'd rather get swept by Tampa Bay because they're a better team and you can at least um, tip your hat to them because they are a better team and the Dodgers just got swept by Chicago. Um, Bundy is starting on Saturday. Dodgers have yet to announce their starter and then you have Jose Quintana um, starting Mother's Day and they have yet to announce their starters the Dodgers have. So we'll see how that goes. Um, that's the series, three-game series at the Big A. Again, Dodgers are coming in off of off a really bad um, sweep of the Cubs or getting swept by the Cubs. Um, and they're traveling, so maybe the Angels are able to pick one up tomorrow, being somewhat fresh. And you know, if they can get a good outing again um, by Canning, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes, and that can help the Angels right now. As we stand, are four and a half games out of first place, um, last in the division. So again, definitely on a five-game losing streak. Definitely not what you want to see see this team doing. But again, it is early. This bullpen has to somehow turn it around if this is going to get any better, because I think. 
the majority of what's been going on has been on the bullpen, has been on those guys because the pitchers, the starting pitchers have been able to put up solid to good performances. You got solid performances out of Cobb and Otani. You had a great performance today by Andrew Heaney, and the bullpen needs to be able to convert those wins. Um, Trout needs to speak up and demand we get some uh, pitching. And that's the thing, too. Trout is not that boisterous. Trout is not going to be that guy. I don't think he's going to be that. I don't think he can ever be that guy because he's just not built that way. Um, do you see the Angels uh, picking up uh, Edwin Encarnacion? No, because the reason why they got out, rid of Albert, and a lot of people are, are, I don't know if they don't understand it, is that there was no place for him to play. Jared Walsh is obviously way better than him at first base now. Obviously, we're not going to compare careers and all that stuff. That's something totally different. But as we stand right now, Walsh is performing way more than Albert was, so he's going to get first base at bats Otani's I mean I would say Otani's the leader and MVP right now he's going to be DHing absolutely every time you can there is no spot for these Edwin Encarnacion's these Albert Pujols these guys that can only DH and play first base there's no room for those guys if they're going to bring someone else in they're going to bring in a guy that can either pitch or play multiple positions you know I think the DH first base spot is absolutely locked down until an injury or something like that comes across I just don't think you know, that position, you know, an Albert type of guy is going to be coming through the Angels door anytime soon. I agree. I wish we would. Uh, he would speak up, just not within uh, his nature, though. Yeah, he's just not that type of guy. And that's something that I think has been missing for a while is that a, a strong vocal leader. And um, Trout is not that guy. He's more of a guy. Hey, look what I'm doing. Leader by example, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think you do need a mixture of both. You know, it seems like Weaver was that type of guy that was going to get in someone's face. The Angels haven't had that since him, even though they've had the best player in baseball. So that is something the Angels um, are, are going to be really interesting to see how that kind of works out. Uh, this team was supposed to be built on defense, and it's been way below average to start the year. Yes, exactly. That's a great point, uh, Zach Ashford. This team was built on defense and offense. You know, the whole idea of our pitchers might not be great, but if they can put the ball in play, our defense is going to pick them up. This defense has not picked them up at all. They are defensively one of the worst teams right now in baseball. Again, doesn't mean they're going to turn it. They can turn it around, and they won't turn it around. But as of right now, this is one of the worst defensive teams in baseball, and. For pitchers who need help because they're not those lights out kind of guys, you need all the help you can get. I mentioned in a post earlier on our Instagram, I don't know if I'm more upset with the pitching aspect of the team or the defensive aspect of the team because pitchers, especially the pitchers they have, I think that's the big thing. The pitchers they have um, are meant to put the ball in play. And that doesn't help anyone's confidence when they put a ball in play and it gets booted and now the guy gets on. And now you have to, instead of having one out, no one on, now you have to constantly worry about a guy stealing a base. And now the guy's still second, and now Suzuki's throwing the ball out in right field. You know, that doesn't help the pitcher at all. I think for this team to get back to where it wants to be, the defense has to come around first and everything else comes around after that. But this defensive philosophy the Angels have had for so many years, I don't know if it's gone because a different, again, that was a social thing. Um I don't know if it's gone because of just a change in managers the last couple of years or what, but that's definitely the first thing that needs to come back is the defense. Why not let Albert contract play out this season? Doesn't make sense unless they mutually agree to part ways. Uh, Philip said on our Instagram, you're right. And I think that was it. I think they mutually agreed to part ways because you could play out the contract, but Albert understood 
guess what? You're not getting playing time. You're not going to be that everyday first baseman slash DH, like I mentioned earlier. Those are lockdown positions now for um, Jared Walsh and, and, and Shohei Otani. And he probably thinks he has more playing, uh, more, you know, uh, at-bats in him. He has more years in him, which is fine. Good. Go do that. But if you're going to be upset about not getting playing time here, we can't have that around the team. So, you know, we'll let you go. We'll give you a release. You can go sign somewhere if you want. Personally, I don't know if he will. Um, I would say 80% chance, or 80% of me says we've seen the last of Albert Pujols. Just because, you know, who needs, I mean, he doesn't fit a whole lot of needs on a lot of teams just because of his lack of, um, obviously, um, uh, power right now. And, and obviously his average is way, uh, way down. Uh, yeah, but we lost Fowler and Walsh is decent at right. So they would rather go with Lagares or Walsh every day. Well, Lagares will be in the outfield with Trout and... Um, with, with Trout and Upton when he comes back and Walsh will go to first base. I do think Lagares would have a better... If you look at Lagares playing the outfielding and Albert playing first slash DH, I, I would put money down that Lagares would have a better year than Albert Pujols. And I think that's kind of the issue too, is that Lagares is capable to have just as much... You know, he has some power. He needs to get more at-bats, obviously. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, but Lagares can have just as good as a, as a season as Albert. And he's more dangerous on, on the base pass at least you know he's not a, a burner but you know if, if there's a if he's on second and there's a, a, a base hit into the outfield he's there's a good chance he's scoring with albert no he you know he's going to um uh you know the, he's going to uh, uh be stuck at third uh i agree with phil again i think too um uh again i think it was just because um ward gave up uh walsh gave up a big base hit tonight you know, it happens. That wasn't necessarily always, um, I mean, it happens to everybody. But, yeah, Walsh, I think, will be a gold glove first baseman um, in time, definitely. And Walsh also turned a great double play. So if you want to say Walsh gave up a big hit, he also gave up a, or got a two, uh, two outs uh, double play very smoothly, very, very smoothly earlier in the game. Um uh, I think uh, I think the Angels on a win streak. So I want the Angels on a win streak so bad. Howard lied about his age. Yeah, probably. There's a um, unconfirmed rumor from people around baseball that Albert is probably like two or three years older than what he actually is. That is kind of the idea behind it. So he's, I, I kind of tend to agree with with that theory that Albert is probably a couple years older than what he actually says he is. Uh, what moves do you see the Angels making by the trade deadline? If they are competitive, if they're in the mix, they are definitely going to be a buyers. You're definitely going to see some arms being moved. I think one way or the other. If they're not, if they're, if they are not um, seriously contending, I don't. You could probably get a good run at, at Dylan Bundy. Um, and this is again, this is if they're completely out of it. There's no chance at all with the the lack of um, with the lack of extra playoff spots this year like last year if the angels are completely out of it i would not be i would not be shocked to see bundy be moved because if he is having a good year i don't know if the angels feel comfortable about the opportunity or the chances of re-signing him because his market might absolutely blow up so why not try to get something in return and help that farm system who, who is towards the bottom of the uh standings and, and the rankings for the farm system so i guess if they're not in play, I can see someone like a Bundy being moved. If they are in play, um, definitely probably another a couple bullpen arms and a starter. But we'll have to see how that plays out. 
uh, like Jan Jackson saying, uh, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> LOL. And lately, Albert has been not producing. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, it's a business at the end of the day. Um, literally, the only people I think that are in, involved in baseball operations day to day that were there when Albert got signed was it's like Artie. So no one there is kind of Albert's guy. And if there's time to leave, it's time to go. So uh, I am all about, you know, moving on. And it sucks that Albert got moved. Hall of Fame career. And I know people were upset because he's a Hall of Famer. And he deserves better. But if it's mutually agreed upon, there's nothing you can do about that. And then, too, with Albert not committing to or not saying that he's going to retire at the end of the year, saying that he's hoping to play more at the end of this year, you're, there was no farewell. There was no, you know, oh, here's a, a present uh, at our last home game or last this and that. There is none of that. So there's no point in even thinking that, oh, they should have done that for Albert. No, you know, you know, when when Jeter retired, when Mariano retired, when uh, David Ortiz retired, you know, they kind of said, this is my last year. And so you got all that fanfare. You're not going to get that fanfare unless you say it is. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But again, Albert DFA'd. Again, like I said before, 80% of me says, I think we've seen the last of him. I just do not see him playing baseball again just because of the lack of places for him the opportunity to play so um we'll see how it is again angels play the dodgers at angel stadium for the next three games friday saturday sunday hopefully they can get something going because they're going to head on the road after that against some really good teams that obviously are able are, are kind of heating up a little bit you got you're playing at houston houston had a big win against new york and then after that, they're going to be in Boston. Boston has been playing very well before they come back to the Angels uh, in a couple weeks. So um, can we DFA Suzuki another pass ball today that makes three already? Yeah, the whatchamacallit needs to definitely uh, shape up. The catching position definitely needs to shape up, but that goes back to my whole point earlier about this team will come around when this defense comes around first. I truly believe that once this defense, once this team starts playing solid defense like it's known for, it will start coming around. The bats will come around. The pitching will come around because now the pitchers feel comfortable putting a ball in play and not having to strike everybody out because they know there's going to be a double double play turn behind them or that the you know th- uh, shortstop isn't going to kick the ball down you know into into the outfield or third base is going to have an error or you know the catcher is going to throw the ball into center field trying to uh, throw out a, a base runner. So. When this defense comes around, I truly believe that will be when this team turns around. And then hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. I have no clue when it's going to happen. Hopefully uh, you are here listening to us when it does because, uh, you know, I enjoy good Angels baseball just as much as the next fan, um, especially now that we can go into the stand. So hopefully it happens soon. Hopefully they're able to get at least two out of three from the Dodgers. That would definitely point them in the right direction um, with, you know, some of the better guys going you know obviously Cannon going tomorrow and Bundy with the big start on Saturday hopefully uh, be able to see that Um, but that's going to kind of wrap it up for this edition of the All Angels podcast again we'll be back Sunday night Mother's Day night Um, don't forget your moms out there get them a card get her a gift Uh, something special too before we go Uh, our YouTube page so definitely check out All Angels podcast on YouTube we will be posting a video on Mother's Day of an interview I did with Debbie Skaggs Obviously, the mother of the late Angels pitcher, Tyler Skaggs. We will have the interview on our YouTube page Sunday morning. We'll drop Sunday morning, and same thing with the podcast. Um, the audio version will be dropped Sunday morning. 
with our my interview with Debbie Skaggs. That was like a Mother's Day special. So definitely check it out. That was a lot of fun to talk about. Um, Tyler growing up. Tyler, you know, and and being traded from the Angels and then back to the Angels. And then, you know, obviously the um, the no-hitter on July 13th. We talk about that. We talk about the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. So definitely check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, the pitcher, pitching is not coming around. You're just as bad as our commentators sugarcoating everything real SMH. I'm not saying they're coming around. I'm saying if you look at the numbers, what they've done right now, they're good like you can't sugarcoat six and two-thirds four hits no runs one walk ten strikeouts all right so that's just facts and like i'm same as you i don't know if that's going to be if that's going to be consistent throughout the year but if you look at the trend it's going up now it doesn't mean it can't go down later i'm not saying that but if you look at the trend it is going up so if you want to say i'm sugarcoating it then that's fine but i'm just looking at the last three starts by the angel starting pitching bullpen you're right bullpen is they're going to have to make some moves with the bullpen. I'm com- you're completely right with that. Starting pitching, last three starts, 16 and two-thirds inning, seven hits, zero earned runs, two runs given up on airs because, like we talked about, defense has been struggling. Uh, 12 walks, kind of high, but 25 strikeouts. This rotation has been playing really well right now. The top three, four guys have been pitching really well right now. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Again, bullpen, a whole different issue. But like I was saying before, um, Tyler Skaggs Foundation dot com dot org. Check it out. Uh, interview with Debbie Skaggs coming out to uh, Mother's Day. That's a lot of fun. Check it out. Um, if you were a fan back then, um, you know, you knew Tyler's kind of history getting brought up. Um, and being traded, bringing back. We talked about all that, but definitely check it out. It's going to be on the podcast. It's going to be on our YouTube page. So subscribe to the YouTube page, subscribe to the podcast coming out Sunday morning, and then we'll have our regular podcast Sunday night. Um, and we'll see how that goes. So um, until next time, I am Dan Garcia, and you can follow us on Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow there. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com.
CarMax, the way car buying should be.